On today's show, we will be joined by the brothers Justin and Kenny from the Summit State of Mind podcast to take a look at how the rookies have fared so far this season for the Houston Rockets, expectations for the rest of the season, and some over-under predictions to round out today's show coming up right here at Locked on Rockets. This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start. With the second pick in the 2021 NBA Draft, the Houston Rockets select Jalen Green. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep getting better every day. I'm going to keep perfecting my craft. And every time I step on that floor, I'm coming. Six, five, four, three, two, one. What's up and welcome to another episode of Locked on Rockets, the best and only daily podcast covering your Houston Rockets. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and also host of Locked on NBA Mondays. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin and the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets. We've got a bunch to get into in today's show. Going to talk a lot and focus on the Rockets rookies, how they fared this season, expectations for them in this final one-third stretch of the season and more. But joining me to do that are a pair of of the biggest Rockets fans that I've ever had the pleasure to know, the guys from the Summit State of Mind podcast, Justin and Mirabrano. What's up, guys? How's it going? Dude, it's good, man. We're happy to be here. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Looking forward to it. Really excited to have you guys on the show now. And now we got to square a little bit of business here first off because, Justin, you are the GM. That is true. You are the commish. I, what what can I be here like to round out this trio just for today's show? I need like a, I need like a nickname for today's show. Can I be coach, president of basketball operations? What role in the front office can I fulfill? I, I like C, I like CEO. Ooh ooh CEO. Okay, all right. So we've got we've got Gatlin the CEO. We've got Ken the commission. We've got JP the GM. I love it. I love it. I love it. We're like the, the three musketeers for the Houston Rockets. But guys. Before we get into what we want to you know, focus on today, focusing on the Rockets rookies and kind of how they've done through this season, who's really stood out and kind of some of the expectations we may kind of lay out for them a little bit later on in the show. I want to know about you guys. And I want to give Locked on Rockets listeners a chance. If you want, First off, if you haven't checked out the Summit State of Mind podcast, you absolutely have to go check out their show. They absolutely kill it over there. They've got great interviews. They've had Craig Ackerman and Vaughn Wafer on, really like going all the way back to the good old days. It's He's not a cookie. <laughs> he's a basketball player. <laughs> yeah, so, not I mean, a way, not cracker. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, they've had some amazing guests on their show. They do a really great job covering the team. That's what's so great about this Rockets community. So many amazing voices and personalities covering this team and sharing their thoughts, opinions, and insight. And so I want to know from you guys, just kind of how did that get started? Where did you guys, you know, come up with the idea for the podcast? And I really want to know who gets credit for coming up with the name specifically. Was, was it a collaborative <laughs> effort, all of that? I'm going to let, I'm going I'm to go seniority here. Sorry, Kenny. Justin, you can take the floor first, man. Okay, so you better not, you better not do it. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it all we we it all started when we were kids. We have our dad to thank for that. Um, when I was young, that was when the Rockets were winning championships. That was when I was introduced. Had a Sam Cassell jersey at five. Had a Clyde Drexler jersey at eight. You know, had the whole shebang. Um, and that's where it all started from as fans for the both of us. Um, for Kenny growing up, like Kenny was just a little bit younger, so it didn't really hit him until probably like what Kenny, like the 2000s ish, 
Yeah, I'd say around T-Mac, around time T-Mac. Yeah. Like for me, I, I was like high stepping with Eddie Johnson after hitting the game, the game winner in game four, you were, right? You were indoctrinated super early. <laughs> yes, yes. My dad was like, he, I, I was obsessed with basketball as a kid. So that's kind of how it went. Um, and then, you know, as we grew up and got older, Kenny got really into it. Then that's kind of what drew us a lot closer. I mean, as teenagers, we were kind of like, eh. But when it came to basketball, that was the one thing that Kenny and I always gravitated towards and related with. Yeah, but um, yeah, Ken, go for it. <laughs> oh, you want me to take over your from turn. here? Okay, your turn. Your turn. Uh, yeah. So if I, I'll, I'll pick on, up I, the I need this to be like a seamless transition. Like I'm expecting <laughs> you guys to like finish each other's sentences, like all this. Like, like what is this? Like we, we got to run this back. Like what are we doing? Come on, go, go, ahead, go ahead. This is this is totally off the record, right? No. Okay. So if I pick up the ball right where he left off. So yeah, we became uh, you know, we're big Rockets fans. We're, we're shooting forward here. Um, I like to say that the the not the apex, but like. The biggest time, obviously, was when James Harden came to Houston, and we had we have these friends, uh, five or six friends, and we'd always talk shop with them all basketball, and we're always talking, and then we ended up being the the woes and shams of of sources. They'd be like, "Okay, hey Kenny, where's uh okay? Are we gonna get is Steph Curry gonna come to Houston? Are we gonna get this person? Are we gonna get that person?" And we're just like, "Okay, well, you know, this is what we've heard. You know, we go, we go through clutch fans, and we do all these things. Okay, this is what <laughs> you know. This person said we're not sure. Da da da. But uh, if you fast forward to like 2015 when we had Dwight Howard in the year of Corey Brewer and Josh Smith, um, that was actually the inception of our podcast, which, which we started and was started as the three two zone. And it was called the three two zone. Why? Why Justin? Because we're just too lazy to play man. To play man, yep, 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 <laughs> So true, that true. was that was the tagline, right? So we were yep. a three two zone <laughs> podcast, and uh, mm-hmm. it was ongoing for about uh, maybe a maybe a year. Like three, oh, maybe like six months. It was very you short, were, man. That's, you are a kind man for that. Short lived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was about yeah six months to a year, roughly on and off. But you know, we, we never really got the we never really got the jump on it. And then obviously, you know, you fast forward a few years. Uh, during the pandemic and uh, me and the jam we've been talking about and our friends were talking to us too like hey man you you always talk basketball with us why don't you go ahead and start jumping on it and start you know actually doing it through a podcast and we've we told you before when we had you on our show um when it comes to the me and the gm it's just put a mic in front of us basically this is us talking shop this is normal everyday conversation you just put a mic in front of us and we go and Mm -hmm. uh yeah so we did that and we decided to come up during the pandemic and um you know it this was one of the positive things that came from it. Obviously, we we decided to put our our passions at the forefront and really put our best foot forward. And the name of the summit state of mind. Uh, I, that's the only thing I told the I told Justin in the beginning. I was like, I got to take full credit for that because I did come up with the name. Because <laughs> uh, he, he, he told, claims he claims. I don't I don't he know. Claims okay. This, this sounds know. like this sounds got like it. little brother syndrome <laughs> kicking in here. No, oh, no, I, no. I, so 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 can you walk me through it? Like, was it just obviously the connection was there with you know the summit kind of the older era of, of Rockets basketball at least for for Justin absolutely. So for you, you know, where did the inception of the name come? from was just okay i've got to tie summit in somehow like walk us through that thought process um you know i was a i was two years old three years old when the rockets won a championship so obviously i can't say that i was there when it happened or you know anything like that but at the end of the day that is the apex of of the city you know the two championships and the way that i came up with it uh, was that the fact that i just when i was thinking about it I thought about it in my mind and I wanted a good name to represent the city. And I love state of mind. Like that's always been like my mindset on everything. Like state of mind is so great. You know, you have New York state of mind, empire state of mind. And you know, there's, there's a state of mind everywhere. And I wanted like, okay, H town deserves something. 
right? Okay, we'll call it, you know, I was jumping all these different things. I tell GM, okay, we'll call it beard state of mind, maybe. Okay, maybe we can call it Brody state of mind, huh? Let's think about it, right? And, uh, you know, at, I think at the end of the day, I, I remember vividly, I was watching the 2015 Clutch City documentary, and they mentioned the summit a few times, and I kind of let it sit in my thought process. And then I remember I'm, I'm watching TV, and then I'm watching it, and then I'm texting Justin, because Justin's at work, and I'm like, hey, dude, the summit state of mind. And he was like, yo, let's <laughs> do it. He was like, yo. And I was like, yeah, summit state of mind. That's it. And he was like, that's the name. And I'm like, yeah, all right, we're rolling with it. So the summit state of mind, it's the apex. It's meeting us at the summit. It's meeting us at the top championships. You know, what better is to say than that, right? It's a, It was a good setup. I love it. I, lo I, I love the ingenuity behind it. I love the story behind it. And I love that I was able to meet you guys at the summit on a recent episode, a well, an episode that wound up being so long, we had to split it into two parts. Shout out to local aggregator, Don Knock, uh, Hollywood Don, for <laughs> crashing the party it. and coming to hang out on the show and uh, joined us in at the 11th hour. It was a great episode. If you haven't checked it out, go to their podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, iHeart, everywhere right the podcast is available on all platforms right guys all platforms i made Absolutely. sure of that we made sure of that <laughs> awesome awesome you've got to go check out that show it was a great discussion between these two guys myself don knock it was tons of fun go check them out subscribe drop them some reviews all of that they absolutely deserve it meet them at the summit and coming up right around the corner we're going to dive into talking about some of these rockets rookies our expectations for them where they stand in our eyes through this point of the season we're going to get there after a quick message from my friends over at bet online because look Football might be over for this season, right? But basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to wind up landing, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And hey, it's not just basketball. BetOnline has you for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, even Olympic coverage and information. So head to their website today on your mobile device, on your laptop, whatever, and check out the trends in action available to you. Bet online, where the game starts. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, we appreciate you for making Locked on Rockets your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, go check out the Summit State of Mind podcast. I'm breaking all of my rules here. I'm supposed to plug another show on the Locked on Network. But for your second listen, Locked on Rockets first, Summit State of Mind number two. Go check it out. Uh, and then go check out, for your third listen, go check out another Locked on show. Like, you can check out the Locked on Now podcast, nightly recaps of every single NBA game across the entire NBA landscape free and available wherever you get your podcasts now guys let's get into it here because the the staple like you know top you know reason for existence for this season is just how the rookies are doing right the development all of that and so yeah. before we can get into some of the expectations potentially for the rest of this season for these rookies let's just go around the table here and who has been to this point your favorite rookie this season for the Houston Rockets and why? And, and since I went seniority earlier, Kenny, we'll roll with you first this time. Who's been your favorite Rockets rookie this season and, and why is that? Is he your favorite? Okay. Well, if you ever listen to the summit, there's one rookie I really love in particular, but unfortunately my man has only played like he only get he got seven minutes per game, and I don't know. I don't even. He's only played a handful of games, and that's Usman Garuba. I love <laughs> Usman Garuba's game. Um, if you're picking personal, just favorite, I just love Usman Garuba's game. Um, just in terms of what he was like, 
the scouting report and what he was able to provide, the ability to guard the one through five shot blocking, running up and down the court uh, size-wise. I, I just loved what he was able to bring. But unfortunately, like we said, like I said earlier, seven minutes per game, 1.3 points per game, 2.3 rebounds. It's obviously nothing to nothing to cry over. But unfortunately, you know, he got hurt and you're not really seeing him much there. But I mean, he that, that's honestly my favorite player. But, you know, you can go down the list, obviously. I think I think Jacob's a, a, ter- a terrific talent. And uh, Jalen Green's been great, too, obviously. Um, number two overall pick. I know that it, it's been 50-50 with a lot of different people. I think he's been doing really great. Um, and, yeah, and LP, I thought LP is having a great season, too, a big surprise season. But it, personal for me, I want to spotlight anybody. I want to give Usman Garuba some love. That's my boy. Kenny just said, I'm going to hedge all my bets and just throw out every single rookie name and just make sure that I'm not in hot water with anybody. He said, you know what? My first guest appearance on LOR, I got to make sure I, I get the Usman stands. I got to get the Jacob stands. I'm going to get the Jalen stands. I'm going to just check every single box. It's like the uh, it's like the line from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, right? I'm playing both sides. You're playing all four sides so you don't lose any of them, right? That's exactly what you're doing here. I'm being I'm I'm being outed on Locked On Rockets. I love it. This is what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin, g- give me give me your take. Uh, who's been the the most exciting or your favorite rookie to watch this season, and why? What stands out to you? I mean, personally, for me, it, it stands between two guys. No offense to Jalen, I love Jalen, but it's between Jacob and my boy LP. But I'm gonna tell you, my man, that I'm picking is my man always up in Shangun, man. Like, honestly, like every time we watch him play, it's almost like watching old school basketball with his moves in the posts, his feet work. And like, not just addition to his old school game that he has, he also has some new school attitude. The man has confidence. He's not short of it. And you can see that he brings it on the court every time he plays. That man's smiling, throwing up signs. And <laughs> it's like just exciting for me to watch and also, I was a fan of his, you know, like before the draft, I was looking at some people pre-draft and Shangun was a guy that I had personally wanted. Kenny can vouch for me that he was someone that I was talking about. And I was very happy that we did get him, um, you know, and obviously you lost your when, mind. You lost your mind. What yeah, everyone was confused. They were like, all of our friends were like, who's that? And I'm like, y'all don't know. Y'all see. You'll see. Don't worry. Casuals, <laughs> man. Casuals. I know. <laughs> our poor friends. I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> love you guys. But um. Yeah, man. I mean, and even then, like, we I just watched uh, that Shangun Hakeem video uh, this weekend, honestly, right? Like, probably the day before we all met up because I've been pushing it to the side. And it's just so inspiring. And just to see him utilize those moves in-game, like that fadeaway that he hit in Phoenix, that was just poetic, man. It was beautiful to see. And for me, like, I'll, I will give a little shout-out to Jacob, though, because that man's just a bundle of energy. Every time he's on the court, he just does something positive, and he just has such a positive attitude. And it really reflects on the team. Like, when he's on the court, they play a lot more excited, and they just seem to play with a lot more energy when Jacob's out there. And so shout-out to him as well. But my, is- my boy LP, for sure. No, I mean, Jacob is a total energizer bunny off the bench, and he has been – you know, I think he's been probably the most surprising player of all the rookie, mm-hmm. Rockets rookies, right? A lot of times, you know, you think, okay, maybe he's just the culture pick. You're bringing him in because he's friends with Jalen, like whatever. And then he wound mm-hmm. up, you know, carving out a spot in the Rockets rotation, so much so to the point where Rockets fans were besides themselves when Dennis Schroeder got introduced into the equation and thought that Jacob was going to be losing minutes. And thankfully, Dennis Schroeder, shout out to the cult, have to every single time I, you know, I, I talk <laughs> about Dennis Schroeder on the show, but. 
Um, you know, Dennis Schroeder's kind of shown in a very limited sample size, hopefully it continues, the trend continues positively, that he's going to be impactful for all the Rockets young guys, including Jacob, assuming he doesn't get his minutes slashed too far. But if I'm going to round things out here, I I've got to go with Jalen Green, just because I do think there's been some ups and downs in his season, absolutely. However, I do think it, when you look especially at his numbers since coming back from the you know hamstring issue, I think that with Jalen, he had that one small dip of games in January where he was like down for three or four games. The shooting slump was kind of there, but he was still putting up numbers. And you go back to a pretty decent sample of size of games before that, then a pretty decent chunk of you know games after that that slump that he was in, that really bad three game slump. And his numbers, you know, if you exclude that tiny little slump in the middle of January, he's like somewhere around like 16, 17 points a game on like 55, 56% true shooting. Like those are pretty decent numbers for a rookie, all things considered. And just to kind of gauge where he's at, I think that a lot of Rockets fans in general have been maybe a little bit let down about where he's been at, but I think it's because you're having to balance so many other variables in his development to where he hasn't been, unfortunately, the spotlight for this Rockets team, where when we just saw in All-Star Weekend in the Rising Stars game, he didn't have to worry about having a KPJ that was going to dominate the ball and, and you know also actively learning how to play the point guard role. He didn't have a Christian Wood or an Eric Gordon that he was going to have to defer to at times or worry about stepping on the toes of. He just went out there and he was just racking up buckets. And he, was, he looked like the best individual player on the floor out of any of those three games. So... I'm going to go with Jalen Green, and right around the corner in our next segment, I want to get in some expectations for each of our picks, which means, Kenny, you have to give us expectations for all four names since you covered your bases with all four guys. No, I'm kidding. But I, I, want, to get want, some to <laughs> I want to get some <laughs> expectations in here for the back half of the season for those rookies, as well as we're going to hit some over-under predictions and one big, bold prediction that I'm sure Kenny is going to love for next season, and we're going to get there after a quick message from our friends over at rockauto.com. Because look, with so many different makes and models of cars these days, it's basically impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock every single part that you would need in their you know brick and mortar warehouse. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend up to 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts from a chain store or a car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is 353 bucks from a chain store. It's only $216 from Rock Auto. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are always re reliably low for every single customer. They don't price gouge you just because you're a DIY person, which isn't fair, right? You don't want that to happen to you. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even brand new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. This is a really important part. When you go to their website and you're getting ready to check out, be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Be sure to visit rockauto.com. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, thank you so much for making Locked on Rockets your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, go check out the Locked on NBA podcast. Hey, I'm the host of Locked on NBA is on Monday, right? If you're not checking out the Monday show, what are you even doing? Locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes, free and available wherever you get your podcast. So before we dive into our little over under prediction segment where you too can play along, if you're listening to this, you can make your predictions, and then you can comment with them on the YouTube page or on the Twitter feed, wherever you want to share your bold predictions and then be able to come back and, uh, you know, clout chase when you get things right or potentially wrong later in the season. 
Before we get to those, we're going to hit on some kind of expectations for each of our rookie picks, and we'll go back to you, Justin, first. So give me an expectation or a, or a goal that you have in mind that you'd like to see LP kind of strive to hit during this back one-third of the Rockets season. Um, personally, for me, is I don't know if this isn't up to him, but it's more so staying on the floor. So he's averaging 18.7 minutes per game. Like, I think what's reasonable is I think that it can move up to about 20, maybe 21. I don't know how many minutes he has to have over the course of the rest of the games is like how many, like 24 to 26 games left in the season, I believe. Um, I think that's reasonable considering that we're still on the bottom end of the stick. I mean, sorry, standings, my apologies. Um, so I think that he'll probably end up getting more minutes as time goes by and these games go by, you know, I, I feel like eventually what will happen is some of these bigs, maybe Christian Wood might sit a couple more games, you know, let's cross our fingers. I mean, let's not keep it personal, but um, yeah. Um, the the so Christian for, Wood truthers are shaking right now. They're like, <laughs> how dare he? <laughs> I know, right? I know. <laughs> All 15 of them are just like, just, you know, Arthur oh, fist just clenched and angry right now. <laughs> They're going to find my Twitter and start attacking me. Come on, guys. We don't You're need that. But, docs, so, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, just for me personally, I think that him getting more minutes is what um, would be my expectation for him, whether that's less fouls or maybe sweet talking Silas and giving him more minutes, <laughs> who knows, but that's just, that's what I think um, would be a good possibility. All right, Kenny, let's switch it up. Let's go to you. So you, you picked before you started kind of straddling, you know, multiple bases there, you went with Usman Garuba. So what would you like to see for the rest of this season? Even though we haven't seen a whole bunch of Usman Garuba, what do you have in mind as far as an expectation or goal for him for the rest of this season? Usman Garuba, my guy. Okay. So, I'm going to start on the low end low end of the, of what I want, like expectation-wise. I just want to see my man get healthy on the low end of it. I want to see him get healthy. I want to see him get back on the floor, whether it be in Rio Grande or in or on the Rockets. On the low end of the spectrum, I'd want him to be, you know, back in Rio Grande, just getting some PT. You know, he's been doing – he was doing work when he was in there. So I want him to continue to get better, get used to the speed of the NBA because he was playing in Real Madrid, obviously. There's going to be a big jump there. Um, You're playing with the greatest athletes in the world. So I want him to kind of get PT down there like first and foremost that would be like kind of the low bar just get healthy get some runs get some pt get used to the speed of it on the on the high end of the spectrum in terms of what i want expectation wise i want to see him on the rockets i want to see him get some legit burn i think he deserves it um I guess to add on to that as well, there's three, all three of the rookies outside of him has all gotten signature games. I mean I, I'll throw a bold prediction out there right now. I, I, I've i been saying that he's going to get one signature game by the end of the season, whether it be a low-end triple-double, give me 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, or 10 blocks. I don't care. But I just want something from him because I feel like, you know, he's the type of player that he when he's on the court, he works his tail off. But you can obviously see the speed of the game is kind of coming up to him. And I, I play basketball too, and I realize you start playing so much better when the game slows down in your mind. And I think for Jalen to start and all the other rookies, Usman included, the game is running too fast in his mind. You get into foul trouble that way. You make silly mistakes. Like you turn the ball over, you cause fouls, all that stuff. And, you know, you, you're bobbling the ball. I mean, Clint Capella did the exact same thing in, in his rookie year for the first few games that he played before he ended up tearing it up uh, towards the tail end of the season and got PT in the playoffs. So that would be my low end goal would be PT in the, in the, um, Obviously, in the Rio Grande, in the G League, and then high end would be for him to get legit run in the on the Rockets and to actually have a signature game. 
I mean, hey, if the Rockets wind up, you know, resting a few guys down the tail end stretch of the season, potentially Christian Wood misses a few games here and there, then it's very possible, very reasonable, in fact, that Usman Garuba could come up and, and be the backup behind Alper and Shingun, health permitting, right, with the uh, the wrist injury that he's recovering. Successful surgery, all of that, but still recovering from, unfortunately. He was, I think, just before the All-Star break, there was a Rockets practice where I was there, and he was still he still had the, the cast around his wrist, and then the very next practice, like two or three days later, no more cast around his wrist. So he is progressing. Progressing, and so it'll be interesting to see kind of where his timeline falls as far as actually getting some burn on the floor again. But, you know, to round things out here for Jalen, you know, the guy that I picked last segment, I'm just going to go with, you know, kind of the recurring theme here is just more touches for Jalen, right? To, to piggyback off the original point of just what he looked like in the Rising Stars game when he didn't have to worry about sharing the basketball with Kevin Porter Jr. or sharing it with, you know, the veterans on the roster or guys who might be supposedly ahead of him in the pecking order in Eric Gordon or Christian Wood, he looked good. He looked like the Jalen Green that we kind of thought we were going to be getting coming into this NBA season. And I do think part of that is is on him a little bit, right? He needs to realize that he is the number two overall pick and kind of demand the basketball a little bit more, demand to be a bit more involved in the Rockets offense. And I think the last that I ran the numbers, his touches per game, he trailed all the Rockets starters, even Jay Sean Tate, surprisingly at only like 44 touches per game. He was getting less touches per game than Davion Mitchell for the Sacramento Kings, which to me just can't happen. So I'd like to see Come that on. number. I'd like to see that number up Ridiculous. at around at least 55 touches per game, like put him on mm. par with where Christian Wood and Eric Gordon kind of are as far as touches per contest so that he doesn't spend so many possessions just spotted up in the corner where he doesn't even touch the basketball. So I'd like to see his touches per game kind of you know increase and get up to around the 55, 60 touches per night per game uh, as we, you know, wind down this, this final one third stretch of the season. That is my personal goal for Jalen. And that requires as well for him to be a little bit more aggressive at times in demanding the basketball, getting his reps in, right? Saying, no, I am the number two overall pick. I need to, you know, be highlighted a bit more because I don't think it falls squarely on Steven Silas. And I don't think it falls squarely on his teammates. I think there is a little bit of, uh, you know, blame to be had with Jalen there. It's not a black and white issue. It is very nuanced as to why we haven't seen him be, you know, highlighted as much to this point. But with that, guys, let's uh, kind of wrap things up here with some over-under predictions that are going to be, I, I think, hopefully a little fun here just so that we can have some we can have some bragging rights to kind of go back to and, you know, kind of flaunt about, you know, depending on who, who gets what right, all this good stuff. So let me uh, track these down here. So my very first one is, and you can play along too. So if you're listening to this, you know, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever. If you're watching on YouTube, you can play along. You can comment in the YouTube comments. You can comment on Twitter. Um, but play along with us here. So over under, Jalen Green finishes the season averaging more than 16 points per game. He's currently at 14.6 points per game. So will he finish with 16 points per game or more this season? Are you going over or under? Justin, we're going to start with you. I'm going to go over. I have faith uh, in Jalen. I think that the rookie game actually probably helped his confidence in that regard. And he'll probably, hopefully, he'll be a bit more demanding in that sense. But I think that the team will respect it and allow him the opportunity to score more. So I'm going to go with over for sure. All right. I like the over there. I didn't set the, I didn't set the bar too high on the points per game because I was like, should I should I bump it to 16.5 or or 17? But I think 16 is kind of the sweet spot. So Kenny, where are you going? You going over or under? You're gonna be the wet blanket here on us? You know, the you know, I'll tell you right now, I it, in my me being the little brother, it would be the <laughs> ultimate troll job to be like, yeah, you know what? Let's take under. You know what I mean? 
but to be honest, if I'm if I'm speaking honestly with myself, I, I take the over just because of the fact that if we're going towards the tail end of the season in terms of uh, substitutions and all that, and and players that they're going to choose to rest, it's it's almost inevitable that Jalen's going to get more. I think he should get more touches, and I think it's almost inevitable at this point, especially once they start resting the vets. I'm sure at some point. Some of their vets are going to not get shut down, but the minutes are going to decrease, and that's when Jalen's minutes are going to get bumped up and increased. So I, I fully believe it's going to be over. Man, I really want to take the under for fun, but no, I'll, I'll be, I'll be for real. I'll go over. <laughs> Bold of you to assume that Steven Silas won't just start resting Jalen Green at the tail end of the season, but no, oh, <laughs> the don't, don't, Jackson, don't. had to put it into the ether just for fun. No, I, I'm also I'm also going to take uh, I'm also going to take the over because in that uh, that stretch of games uh, after the three game kind of slip that he had in the middle of January, he did actually average just under 17 a contest. And that's been the recent stretch that he's been on. So will he ultimately average enough to crack 16 for the season? I think it's not that far out of reach. And I think we might be in store for a couple big explosive Jalen Green games as we wind down this season. Jackson, is there a math? Is there a math to like how how many points per game does he have to hit to get, you know what I mean, from the rest of the season to get to 16? I like, has am, to be 18, right? I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to do the live math on the yeah. podcast because it's going to end horrendously. I probably could have maybe done the math like going into this, but I, I no, no, it's okay. I running off the running off my gut. You're the teacher here, man. So I mean, you know, I know you could I you could help us out right. and do some. How math many games? How many games do we have remaining? Let's do this. No, let's let's not even let's not even. <laughs> dive down it's just going to become a dumpster fire. The challenge. I was challenge accepted. Let's go. Kenny said he's built different. He's ready for the math. No, okay. Um, let's get let's get into our next one here. Kevin Porter Jr. Will he finish over or under 38% from three on the season? He's currently at exactly 38%. So does he finish over or under? Kenny, what you got? I'm going to go. Oh, man. I, you know, I'm not pushing. I'm not pushing KP on this one, but I'm going to go. I'm going to take the under. <laughs> I'm going to take the under here. He's a. Uh, I'm not, I'm definitely not. I'm not pushing P on this one. Uh, he's he's. I'm gonna take the under here. Uh, he had a great stretch where he was just shooting the lights out from three, but if we're talking in terms of regressing back to the medium, I'm, I I had I had his three point percentage pegged at about thirty six, so I gotta stick with my my opening season prediction. I'm gonna say it's around thirty six. So I'll take the under. Okay. All right, Justin. What you got? I will take the over. Okay, I got faith in KPJ. He's already won me over. I don't know if anyone's listened to us prior, but I did not have I, I was not the biggest fan of KPJ. But the man has won me. Absolutely. And as a shooter, he's definitely improved. His confidence is way up there. The guy's won us like three games, you know. Um, I do believe that he could stay consistent in regards to that percentage. Um, I think if he can hit to like 40%, I would be wowed. But I would but I think that he might hover around 38 and a half to 39. So I will take the over, but barely. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of actually right there in the same boat as you. I, I'm also going over on the three-point percentage, but I do think it's because he's going to hover right around 38%. I think the biggest reason for that is not just like he's gotten better with the consistency with the shot, but it's also his offensive decision-making has gotten better. It really feels like mm -hmm. he doesn't take some of those ill-advised threes that we were seeing earlier in the season where, you know, he just didn't have anything better to do with it. So he just, you know, settled for a step-back three-pointer because there was nothing else being generated by the offense. It does feel like he's 
letting the offense come to him a bit more naturally, not forcing the issue as often. And a big part of that is because he's taken such a step with his playmaking. So the offense just looks smoother when he's on the floor. So I do think the decision-making plays a part in that because he's not taking as, as many ill-advised threes, which is certainly helping his percentage. Making them is one thing, but not taking, you know, seven or eight of them a game and bricking a bunch of them also helps a ton too. So I'm going to go the over on that. Let's get one more over-under prediction here, and then we're going to have one bold prediction here at the very end. So 23 wins on the season. They're currently 15 and 43. Can they hit 23 wins? Are you going over 23 or under 23 and I'm actually going to lead us off here. I'm going to go with the under. I'm going to I have them pegged. I'm going to go with 21 wins. I think they're going to win six more times on the season. You know, maybe that's a bit of a, you know, a bummer to Rockets fans, but I don't expect a ton of more winning to happen. I do think they're going to start resting some guys as the season goes along. Maybe that means that they are going to win some games. Maybe other teams are going to be, you know, resting guys too, but I'm going to go with 21 and what 61 on the season. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. with the under on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny, what about you? Well, you know, I, I, th- well, I was also thinking, you know, we did a bold prediction as we did a prediction at the end of ours too. And I think I, you had it at 21. Did you have it? Do you remember what you had? I believe it I did have it at 21. Yeah. At 21. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to stay consistent across the board. Yeah. That's my man. I, th- I'm going to go, I'm going to, yeah, I'll take the under. And I think I had it pegged at 22. Uh, shout out to Clyde Drexler uh, on two. Oh, on two twenty two, twenty twenty two. Yeah, that's right. Go. That's right. Yes, sir. wow. Twenty two wins, baby. Shout outs to my shout outs to my kids who I teach. We all got we got them all. I made them all hats for their uh, for twenty two today. So shout out to Clyde <laughs> Drexler. I'm gonna take twenty two wins, but ultimately my reasoning behind that is just because yeah, they're gonna rest. But at the end of the day, um, the goal ultimately here is development and winning the lottery and trying to get to the lottery and 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 that's a good sweet spot in terms of. Uh, the win of in terms of the wins. So we'll see what end, ends up happening. But I think we have one of the tougher schedules, right? I think if from what I remember, if I remember reading correctly, like like in terms of the the lottery teams. I think Last we time have I looked one at the tougher schedule, wins. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna go 22. All right, Justin, where are we going? Oof, man. I, um, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna all, go nine, all under. Nine, okay, 19 wins. Man. 19. Ooh. What? Okay. Okay. What? All right. 19. You said I am <sighs> shorting this team on so many wins for the rest of the season. All right. All right. I okay. I, lo- I, lo- I love I love my team, but Kenny is wow. right. We're gonna focus on development, and sometimes that comes wow. at the cost of victories. And you know, think about it. Like, if Wood does go down, not. Like for real, but just I guess shut down for the season, correct? With an ailment, and Usman Garuba is up. Do you expect us to win with Usman Garuba as the backup five? No offense. First of all, Kenny. how dare oh, you? Whoa, yeah, why, I know. Why? Why are we I talking smack on my boy for Usman Garuba slander on this podcast? No, I, I will not stand. <laughs> I won't stand for it. My man is angry, and it's okay. You, it's okay. But honestly, I, I, I really do see like. 19 or 20 wins, but I'll I'll go to the lower end, 19. It's just, I think we'll steal a few here and there. We might have a dominant victory slithered in there, but it just doesn't, I just feel like 19 is what this team can bring to the table. If we get to 20, man, I'd be happy. I'd hate to say it like that, but... 
Hey, That's I mean, just me. At, at this point, tw- at this point, 20 looks pretty good, you know, which is why I'm just like, just get to 21, six more wins. It's doable. Like trying to be realistic here with it. Yeah. But with that, that's kind of the end of our three over under questions, but I've got one more here and this one's going to be a lot of fun. I know Kenny's going to really enjoy this one. One bold <laughs> hit me, prediction hit me. to wrap the show up better player or more impactful player. I should say for the Rockets at the end of next season, will it be Dacian Nix or Usman Garuba? Oh no! Why was this planned? This, this was not this planned. planned. No, I I had this just like locked and loaded as my like one random question to end the podcast oh, because the Rockets just signed Dacian Nix to a full blown mm-hmm. NBA deal. They're very impressed with his G League production. However, Usman Garuba was playing some high level elite basketball in the Olympics. He is going to be a defensive phenom. He just hasn't had the chance at the NBA level to really showcase himself. So we are quite a ways out from the end of next season, but stake your claim. Now, who do you think is going to be the more impactful player for the Rockets? Kenny, start us off. If Alperin Shangun can say Alperin Shangun always, I'm going to go Usman Garuba forever. Oh. Hands down. <laughs> wow. Boy. Okay, look, look. I'll be honest with you. Look, everyone's gonna say everyone's gonna say Deshaun X. Everyone's gonna say Deshaun X. And, and I get it. It's fine. There is like five percent of my heart right now that's like, okay, maybe Deshaun X is gonna be the guy. But no, nah, man, I've come on locked on rockets. I've joined Jackson Gatlin. I'm here with I'm here with y'all now, Summit State of Mind live. And I have been I've been chirping about my boy Usman Gruba from day one. My man locked down KD in the Olympics. I fully believe, give him a full off season to get acclimated fully. Give him a full off season of workouts. Let him work out with the NBA players. Let him work out. You know, I don't know. So maybe he may maybe he may hit up Draymond. You just never know. And maybe he'll come into the season and he will be that. Like you said, the de- defensive phenom that I thought he was going to be, like I said, lacks a little bit on the offensive side of the ball, but what he makes up for on the defensive side of the ball is more than enough. And then some, a guy that can guard one through five. And if you know me, defense, nothing gets me more hyped than great defense. Steals, 24-second violations. There's nothing that gets me more like, ah, let's go. My favorite player before used to be Shane Batty and Ron Artest. So if you, I love my defense. So I got to go Usman Garoum on that one. <laughs> The man said, I love my defense, but I still play 3-2 zone and pick up. Anyways, let's go, <laughs> let's go, Justin. What you got for me? Big brain, big brain. Oh, man. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, I'm honestly going to agree with my brother on this one, Usman Garuba. For real? Forever. But, I'm going to tell you why I believe so. It's because even though Dacian Nix has been performing very well in the G League, I just believe that going into next year, whether it's Dennis Schroeder, shout out to the Colt, or another veteran point guard. I do believe that we'll probably have a veteran point guard backing up Kevin Porter Jr. Because I just think that it's just more crucial to the grand scheme of everything happening with the team in the forms of development. And I think that a point guard that is a veteran is very crucial to developing to developing young, young players. And I do think that we'll have somebody... Um, and that would just mean that Dacian Nix might possibly be blocked still. Um, but that just that's just going based on what I think and what I feel would be for the betterment of the franchise. I mean, Usman Garuba, if he goes into next year as a great backup, I mean, I think that'd be wonderful. That's what we can what we can hope for. 
you know, and I don't believe that we really need a big that is a veteran. I mean, you saw what happened with Tice and no offense to Daniel Tice. The man was, is a great player. He just didn't fit with the system. And I just think that they will find a way to uh, make Usman Garuba work as a backup going into next year. Um, but who knows what happens? Um, I do want Dacian Nix to succeed. The man's been killing it in the G League, but I'm going to go with Usman Garuba. There you go, Kenny. You got me. I like the I like the solidarity. You sold him on the Usman Garuba pick. You did not sell me, however, because I'm actually going to go Dacian <laughs> Nix. Not not anything against Usman Garuba, but I, I you know until the Rockets you know find a way to clear room at the five spot, right? There's already a log jam between Christian Wood and Alperin Shingun, and the fact that three of the top four prospects in this next draft are all bigs as well lead to even more questions about finding time for Usman Garuba. And I will say that Dacian Nix has been killing it in the G League. They're very you know, purposeful about the fact that they want to leave him down in the G League and let him continue to garner those reps, even though they, you know, upgraded him to an NBA standard deal. You know, he may get a little bit of burn at the end of the season, at, you know, with the Rockets. I kind of doubt it at this point. I think they're just going to let him keep doing his thing in the G League. Then he's going to get a full offseason. The Rockets are going to get this little one-third of the season with Dennis Schroeder, a veteran point guard, in the fold of things. And then I do think they do have plans to bring Dacian Nix into the fold next season instead of bringing in some level of a veteran point guard. I think that's going to be the guard rotation that we're going to see starting next season will be some combination of Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Dacian Nix and Josh Christopher. Now, whether or not that's going to be a train wreck, not having a veteran guard in that mold, Eric Gordon will hopefully probably still be around, but we'll see how that works. I'm going to lead Dacian Nix, though. I think he's going to be the guy that is more impactful at the end of next year for the Houston Rockets. But guys, this has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I'm so glad that I was able to meet you guys at the summit. You guys are meeting he me here at the LOR. I don't have a fancy name for it, so I can't say that. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't really roll off the tongue that the, the same way meeting you at the summit does. But if you if you're not, you can follow these guys on Twitter. Follow Justin at JP underscore Mirabueno and then follow Kenny at Summit Commish on Twitter. Also be sure to follow the Summit State of Mind podcast wherever you get your podcast, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Anything else y'all want to plug really quick? Oh uh oh yeah I'll go I'll go first. Uh yeah so yeah um yeah I think you basically covered all of it. But I'm just just say we appreciate you. We appreciate you. We want to shout you out first of all. You know it was it's such a pleasure, such an honor to be up here um with you on Locked on Rockets obviously and just continue to, you know, support each other. We're all a big community. I love it. Uh, Rockets community always and forever. And I always appreciate that. And yeah, no, that's all I have to say. And uh, We have something else, but I'm going to let Justin be the one to say it. <laughs> yes. Um, so we have an event happening this Saturday. What is it? February 26th? Is that yep, the date yep. for Saturday? Okay. Yep. So we're co-hosting a live show with our friends at Shots and Thoughts podcast. So basically what's happening there is it'll be at be more pacific in the heights and it is called the philly market where it is basically small businesses that are filipino owned will be setting up shop and selling goods that they make whether it's baked goods um supplies for i guess pens i don't i don't remember what the other will there um, be company lumpia is. There? absolutely okay good. you know absolutely. what you said lumpia will there be lumpia yes J jackson just for you we'll, we'll get it we'll get lumpia just for you my guys oh, <laughs> i appreciate it love me some lumpia <laughs> 
<laughs> no, we, we will order a personal plate just for you. A personal oh plate. No, but you, 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 yeah, definitely come out to the event. I'm going to be there as well. I'm going to I'm going to come through. I want to be able to support you guys and and show out and have a good time. Uh, I know you guys are going to have like the open mic on the pod so the Rockets yep. fans can come on, chop it up, hang out. It's going to be a ton of fun. Be sure to turn out, uh, you know, come hang out with us. It's going to be a very great time. But guys, always a pleasure to be able to talk Rockets hoops, hoops with you. I'm so glad I got you guys on the show. Looking forward to doing this again sometime soon. Okay. Appreciate you, brother. Jackson. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. Hopefully you enjoyed our crossover with the Summit State of Mind. Guys, please go check out their podcast. They absolutely kill it wherever you listen to your podcast. Go subscribe, go listen to them. They are phenomenal. But for this show, that's going to wrap it up. If you haven't done so yet, please please consider subscribing to this podcast. I hate, I'm plugging all the podcasts. Subscribe to this one, Apple, Spotify, Google, brand new Odyssey app, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Also check us out on YouTube, search Locked on Rockets on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, drop your predictions for the, the three over under questions we asked. Jalen Green's 16 points per game, Kevin Porter Jr.'s 38% from three, the Rockets over under wins at 23 on the season, and then the bold prediction, who will be the more impactful player by the end of next year, Dacian Nix or Usman Garuba. Let me know in the comments, at me on Twitter. I want to see your answers to all those. But as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.